I'm Tiffany Josephs. Welcome to Magic Carpet Life, the podcast. I believe this is the most auspicious time on the planet to create a vibrant, soul-satisfying lifestyle, and I'm here to be your guide. Each week, we'll chat about inner life, personal style, creating work that lights you up, and all other ways to bring magic into your everyday life. Your life from the magic carpet starts now. Hi everyone, welcome to Magic Carpet Life, your weekly wonder trip into the infinite discovery of who you are. I'm your host and guide, Tiffany Josephs, and I am here to enchant the world to a higher love. Why are you here? Have you thought about it? Have you written it down? Have you shouted it from the rooftops? Well, this is your time. The world has never been more ready to receive your unique magic. And you can think of me as your cosmic cheerleader on your path to discovering just how true that is. So thank you so much for tuning in and let's get started. I have props today. I do not know how to play this thing, (laughs) but this gorgeous woman by my side does. And you are bringing this. This is like, you said you were going to bring your small one and you came to my door and this was like, I mean, this is beyond, this is like what we used to have in church. (laughs) (laughs) It's that big. (laughs) So thank you. Thank you. How should we do our intro? Well, you tell me. Jacqueline (laughs) Rose by my side, ladies and gentlemen. Jacqueline Rose! Steven, my camera guy, is going to insert wild applause for <laughs> that section. Um, if you had an intro song, intro song like Elvis had an intro song, what would your song be? Uh, Great Gig in the Sky by Pink Floyd. Wait, play a little bit of it. I don't know it. We'll sing a little bit of it. I'm so sorry to all you Pink Floyd fans to offend you, but I do not even know the song. Hmm, no words either. It's just her and her voice and greatness. Greatness. Okay, yes. so... Again, we might have to put the link in here so you guys can YouTube that. Um, Jack, Jacqueline, do you go by Jackie? Jacqueline. Okay. Yeah, Jack. I will not call you Jackie. <laughs> I am one of those people that try to do the nickname thing, which is, you know, without permission. I'll just be like, so Jackie, so Jack. Um, pour some tea. Let me give you a little warm up here. It's um, almost winter time. I mean, it's mid-November, so... Technically not winter till after solstice, but it's cold. So we're going to have, let's do a little cheers. Thanks for coming by today. Thank you for having me. You are a local. Uh, You live in, well, can you consider where you live being local? (laughs) It's local. Foothills. Yeah. You're in the mountains. Yes. (laughs) So I drove in August Mm -hmm. to come see your magical ground, Mm -hmm. the magical land of where you live. And for everybody listening, let's see, maybe we'll just kind of like enter into that. And I'll tell you about my experience, um, really the first time getting to know you, getting to be in your space, getting to hear your voice, getting to see um, what your passions are, which are at your home, which mm-hmm. I'll share here. So you sent me your, your address, and um, I can't remember if 
Oh, you had called me. That's right. Yeah. Because you bought the property. Mm -hmm. So I met you in town maybe three, four years ago. I don't remember. And you were just this goddess, this Egyptian goddess at a gala. (laughs) That was what was happening. So I was like, okay, so she's a fashion model. She's, you know, a celeb something. You have to be with all the style you have going on. And, um, And then when I started to hear your story, and when I started to see into your soul, I was like, wow. Okay, let me just be in her presence and follow this a little bit. So I did. I took your invitation. I showed up at your property. And this place, this place that you call home, has this beautiful story. And I would love to just introduce everybody to your essence and your magic by hearing that story first. Let's start there. Sure. Your property is called? Wild Rose Ranch. The Wild Rose Ranch. The Wild Rose Ranch. Okay. Yes. And um, circa what? You got it a year? Has it been a year? It's been a year and a half, actually. So May of 2017. May of 2017. um, You acquired this property, but this wasn't just like, oh, I think I want to buy a horse ranch. This started how long ago? Like take me all. I won't the way tell to you how long ago, but when I was five. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> when I was five, yeah, I my parents and I had gone up um, hiking, and I used to fish growing up. And I told, remember telling my mom, "I'm gonna live here one day." I remember being in Golden and just thinking, "I have to." Uh, Golden Gate Canyon area, and uh-huh. um, I was five years old. And ever since then, I've wanted to live somewhere like this, just like this. Um, it's 35 acres, and. We, my husband and I, um, now husband and yes, I, part we're of the friends. Story. You've been busy this year. You've yes. been busy since May 2017. Yes, very much so. Uh, so we decided to make it a reality. So um, I had begun horse therapy in 2015, October 2015. So just past three years uh, with an organization called 99 Hearts. And I started that. That's something I've always wanted to help children with ponies, uh, children that were either traumatized, mm. um, abused, neglected, or even just didn't have anything other than, you know, a TV to stare at. Okay. And so... Wait, this was yours. 99 Hearts was yours. Yes. It wasn't an organization that already existed. It was something you created. Yes. Okay. So you created, founded 99 Hearts. Yes. That's huge. I forgot that part. Yes. I forgot that you did that. Okay. Yes. So making it reality because I, I operated out of my boarding stable uh, with my horse and then I added a pony, a second pony. Uh, and we decided, let's make it a reality. Let's buy a ranch in West Golden. And we found a 35-acre place. It was perfect. Had everything Who finds 35 acres <laughs> in Golden? Yeah, right? Yeah, it was amazing. Perfect. First house we looked at. So we had to go all in because we both said, this is it. Yeah. This is the house. You knew. It's the first one. No other houses have we looked at. You know, we were really good friends, but we weren't engaged yet even. Okay, wait a minute. Okay, so how did you know him? Did you just like Craig, were you like Craigslisting, like I'm looking to buy a ranch? Is anybody interested? Were you just like business partners? How did that work? We, we worked together. Okay. So we got to know each other really well at work. Uh, we talked all the time and... Um, just became great friends. We started dating a little bit, and before we knew it, we just we started talking more. We had a similar dream. We both wanted to have something like this and to be able to – I really wanted to help people. He really eventually wanted to do something with animals, and so we thought, let's do it together. So we decided. Okay, that's a very magical 
so much alignment going on there. You had a dream. He had a dream. You two start working together. You meet each other. Yeah. And then you're looking for property. You find this one. And there was something you told me about when you were a child. What is the rose piece? What was the rose? What was I? You went to the property and you knew because you saw... Wild roses. Wild roses growing there. Yeah, so I wrote a song, uh, 2011, and I was having kind of a bad day, but then I thought, I have the most amazing things to be thankful for. Amazing friends. I have this beautiful horse. I had a good job, and I thought, why am I missing? What am I missing? So I wrote a song, and it's called Wild uh, Run Through the Field of Roses, and it's called Oblivion, but it's about running through the field of roses and just enjoying what you have, enjoying, you know, being thankful and... When we went to this ranch, there were wild rose bushes everywhere. So we named it the Wild Rose Ranch. It just lined up with. And your the name song. is Jacqueline Rose. Yeah, <laughs> that yes. too. Yeah. The rose just magically follows you. It's your brand. It just follows <laughs> you where you go. You saw those, and that's that was another affirmation. Mm-hmm. We get these clues. You know, it's amazing. We. I was just talking before we started recording. The desires of our heart are so precious. They're so sacred. They, it starts, you know, sometimes it's like a big dream. Like we see something and we're like, oh, and it's sparked by some external thing. Like we see a movie and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to do that or whatever. Or you read a book and you're like, I'm going to do that. But then there are some that are more, they start tiny and it's like, and then they start to grow bigger and bigger. And it's so much fun to see how when we start feeding them and we don't have resistance, I mean, we, we might have resistance, but we work with that resistance. We soften that resistance. And then we start getting clues mm-hmm. like turn here, go here, talk to that person, buy this property. Yeah. And for you, seeing those roses, I just think that's so amazing. And you knew. Did you know you were going to name it that? No. No. We kept we kicked names, names, names. And then I was like. It's like a baby. We got roses, <laughs> roses. We have to do something with roses. It's like Rose Ranch. That sounds weird. And he said, what about Wild Rose? You're wild and you love roses and your name is Rose. So I was like. And there are wild roses everywhere. So we both So said, at that okay. moment, did you just say, yes, I'll marry you? <laughs> no, but I proposed to him, actually. You Later did. on, yes, on my birthday. So he said, I think I want you for my birthday. So Did he know? No. So surprise. you really did the whole... I didn't get on my knee, but I proposed. <laughs> How did that work? <laughs> I, I made a watch. Uh, I thought, you know, I told my sister, when you know, you know. I've been, since I was born, I knew. Whatever it was, a dog, uh, an instrument I wanted to learn, a job, whatever. If I knew, I just knew. So I was like, I know. I told her and said, I'm going to ask him to marry me. And she said, you would. (laughs) (laughs) So I did. And um, I made a watch with no gears. It's just, it had, I put little gears with epoxy and the front said forever with gears in it and you open it up like a stopwatch and then it has more gears and it says love so forever love and I put a beer bottle cap that says will you and then back marry me and that was it we were, I said can you make me some spaghetti and um a fire for my birthday that's what I want when's your birthday June 6th okay so spaghetti we did and a fire outside. <laughs> yes you were at the ranch mm-hmm. was this just last June yeah we so had just, just moved in yeah yeah <laughs> I love, you are wild. You are wild. You live wild. You just follow. that. I want to come back to that story, but I have to also share with people a little soon. When I showed up at your place, you were like two weeks out from getting married? Yeah. When was the wedding? uh, August 18th. 
Well, yeah. So, but I mean, like I showed up and you're like, yeah, I'm going to have the wedding here. And, and everything like was not ready. Yeah. I mean, really not ready. <laughs> you had the property and you had parking available for people, but stuff wasn't set up yet and, um, or cleared out or all of that. And you were just like, yeah, it's, it's going to be, you just have this, what is the word? Well, how beautiful. Beauty is knowing. Mm-hmm. And when I, some, some people's beauty, they carry it differently. For you, your beauty is I know. Well, yeah. That's- I know. Like you just <laughs> said, I know with the dog. I know with the da. You knew with Ezra. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think that's, and, and I wasn't there for your wedding, but I got to say, <laughs> it beyond, I'm sure you blew people's minds. I want I want you to share about how you did that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But I have to, first, my first question, as you said, you made a watch. Did you really make the watch? I bought the shell and then I took out the insides and just. Yeah, I made the um, the wristband, and I put things that reminded us of each other. Best friends, like the little puzzle, and owl, that's his spirit animal, and, you know, just things that <laughs> reminded me of us, what? and that was it. A key, because I said, you have the key to my house. You're the first person that has a key to my house permanently, so. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. And then you, over the fire, you handed it to him, and then what did you do? I said, I, had a, I have a question. So always, since he and I met, I would always say, it's a yes or no question, because he always thinks, thinks through, should I go to this <laughs> concert? Should I? Should we? Where should we eat? So I was like, it's a yes or no question. Do you promise you'll say yes or no? And he said, I promise. So then I just gave him the watch, and he said, yes. What? You're asking me instead of me asking you? <laughs> so I said, yes. <laughs> I am. I have to beat you to this. Did so. he already buy a ring, or was he? No, but he was going to. <laughs> he was going to ask me. So I'm glad it was me. That I feel like it was then just it, it embodies our relationship very much that we balance each other out. You yes. know, I'm the dreamer and he's the, the doer and the thinker and the planner. So, yeah. Oops. So you ushered in really the magic of that because the love in my experience and I'm a romantic, too, mm-hmm. and I um, believe in creating that world. I believe we create that world. And. I love how you initiated that and it was spontaneous. It wasn't this whole stressed out thing. That's part of that beauty of I know, you know, that you made it, you you curated this whole fun gift and and it wasn't like traditionally men who are like, I gotta get the ring and they gotta talk to the dad and there's these there's this sort of way of doing it and you just shook it all up. And you're like fire and spaghetti. Here's a watch, here's a beer cap. <laughs> and you know the ranch was already there so it was inevitable yeah that this was going to unfold but you did that um so okay so there are a few questions in between those ones and i'm going to go i'm going to try to remember oh my god yes tell everybody how you came down the aisle oh on my horse so He's a rescue, and he, I was afraid, I'll be honest. I was afraid he was going to do something crazy. Because all the people there, I mean, there's just so many unknow- uh, you know, variables with horses are so sensitive. Yeah, and music and roses around his neck. But um, I worked with him the weeks leading up to it a little bit, and then the night before, he tried to run away. Was this your stallion? No, I didn't use the stallion because that's a whole other story. Yeah, <laughs> he, okay. he was too chaotic. So Yeah, but what, what was the – tell me the horse. Odin. Story. So oh, he's yeah. a Palomino, and he's a he's he was abused at one time. So he's skittish, and so when you get on, mm. his instinct is first run and then act nice. 
So okay. I was kind of afraid of that in a wedding dress. So you had to give some time. You had to, you knew that run was going to happen once you got on in the dress. <laughs> I thought so. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there a movie Runaway, Runaway Bride, Runaway Bride, when she got on the horse? Didn't wasn't that one of the times she ran away? <laughs> I and think was on so. a horse? Yes, Julia Roberts. Yes. That's funny. It would have been involuntary. But well, you couldn't have gone anywhere because you are, you know, it is all <laughs> fenced in or whatever. But then, so the people are there waiting and you came. I walked that trail when I was at your, your property. So you walked, you just went the trail? Is mm-hmm. that what you did? Yeah. Came and then, around and it was to Great Gig in the Sky by Pink Floyd, but the violin version. <gasps> so it's prettier. And then just, I had two f- good friends. Uh, they're both from, both Polish. And so they spoke kind of a Polish wish when they brought me up and Gosh. was, I yeah, that was what I always wanted. How did you get two Polish friends? <laughs> what are they, like, what's the story of like, I have two Polish friends. Like I'm Polish, but I'm not Polish. Sure. These are women actually from Poland. The one isn't born, but okay. she speaks it and her mom's did from you, Poland. And okay. we've been friends 12 years, I think. She used to work for me and we met. She thought I was older and I was her boss and I was only a year older. I was only 22, she was 21. and friends and then the other girl just mutual friends and so how beautiful is that it's so so random and so funny so so they had this there they brought their own ceremony to it they said these wishes yeah what was his face when he saw you tell me what you saw at the altar uh kind of (laughs) just that's the best way to describe it just kind of yeah like i could just he whenever anything intense happens he just gets really not not a wall just mm. silent and I could just see in the hole in the eyes <laughs> you could so. see from that mm-hmm. were you in your body yeah I was because I I certainly wasn't in my wedding and I know a lot of women that are like I have not I can't even remember any of the day most of the rest I don't remember but that moment, but that moment. was the moment where well you probably like, had to be for your horse yeah. That's a very present. I mean, that's great advice for any bride. If you really <laughs> <laughs> want to be drowned, like the moment, if you want to remember the moment of, you know, walking down the aisle, get on a horse. Because <laughs> you, ha- you have to be like really attentive to that whole. Yeah, you have to breathe and tell the horse, it's all right. We're yeah. going to be fine. <laughs> so um, there's a couple of you, obviously that one on your wedding day on that horse. There's a couple of other like really badass ones. You know which ones I'm talking about. It's like you in leather and the black, the stallion. Yeah. Tell me about the stallion. Tell us them. So he changed my life. So um, we were getting rid of my house. I had a house for 10 years prior by myself. I bought a house when I was 21 and... I was that kid at 21, and and I lived there. It wasn't best. It wasn't the best decision, the best house, but it was a house. It was six bedrooms, and I had my pianos, and it it gave me a chance <laughs> I would to say be it's quite a house. <laughs> it was it was big. It just I'm needed a single a lot woman, of... and I had six bedrooms. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So it kind of helped me to become who I was, you know, writing music and such. And we were yeah. selling the house. He was Ezra was helping me prepare to sell it and there were some renovations to be done and I was so stressed out because I said you know we're under contract for my dream home dream life is on the line you'd think I would be dancing and excited but I was afraid Mm -hmm. afraid of this is real I'm gonna have everything I've ever wanted what do I do so I looked online for horses. Right. <laughs> so I looked up Black Arabian Stallion. And That's what a wild woman does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, how do you shake up your life as I'm not even much talk, as possible? I'm not even going to share yet about your classic car fixation. Okay, the other badass thing about you. So that don't don't let me forget that part. 
Black Stallion, you're looking online because you just like, why? You just like want that. Is it the strength? Is it the, you knew that this was gonna, like some women it's like, I need to get a Chanel bag or something <laughs> to like, for you, you knew you wanted this yeah. as a muse, as a source of strength. I've wanted a black Arabian stallion since watching the black stallion as a kid, growing up with Arabian horses and the, our trainers showed horses and we showed horses and I always got a cute horse, but never a beautiful black stallion. Mm. And I just was so stressed out. I thought, this is so dumb. I know it's just to calm me down, but I'm just going to look it up. And I found one and I went out and saw him and he was actually um, previously abused as well, another rescue horse. And that's him, a, a hawk. I always see hawk as a sign. It landed on the tree. And this horse was crazy, by the way. There's two or three guys holding him. Yes. And I was like, oh boy, he's kind of crazy. But, and the guy said, you know, he may try and throw you off, but he has a good heart. And there was a little girl there and she said, his daughter, and she mm -hmm. said, you should buy him. His name was Blackie because they didn't take the time to name him something nice or Blackie. beautiful. <laughs> Just oh, plain name. God. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? So anyway, she, she moved his hair aside and she said, look, I know he's bad, but he's really beautiful. When you give him a good hairstyle, he's really beautiful. <laughs> so I was like... Like a Barbie horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, I have to. So I went home and I told Ezra... I found a horse. We have to have him. Where were you? Where was this? Uh, in Brighton, Colorado. Oh, so it was sort of local. You didn't have to drive. You 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 didn't have to drive as far as you drive for your cars. No, <laughs> no, no, horse. ten hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in Brighton. You see this girl, and she's sort of like, you know, does his hair. Mm -hmm. You are a Black Arabian horse, by the way. <laughs> you are one. So of course, you would need to. Did you get on the horse while I you were there? Did. And what happened to the horse? I was terrified because he was such an unruly animal, um, but he he had this hesitation like, I really want to run and act ridiculous, but I won't. So he just acted okay. And I didn't run. I didn't do anything but walk because he was so on edge. Yeah. And after I just was talking to him and saying, do you want to come home? And the guy said, you know what? The way he acts with you, if you talk to him like that, you can tame this horse. I was like, hmm, okay. So I went home, told Ezra, think this is a horse. We have to get him. So he, I was thinking it was going to be this horrible, like, are you crazy? And sure. he said, okay. Yeah. Oh, God, Ezra. I <laughs> love like, Ezra so okay. much. <laughs> <laughs> we all need Ezra's in our life. I, I, have, an, I have my own version. Yeah, exactly. I don't think my husband would be like, Okay. <laughs> Definitely not. There'd be some massaging of that conversation. That's what, yeah, I was ready, but yeah. So you brought him home to the ranch. Well, we didn't move in yet. Oh, so course. we had him for four, three or four months just Stapleton training. Mm -hmm. and he was a mess. He was he was horrible. He tried to kick me. The very first time I went to catch him, he turned around and went to kick me. So I thought, ah, oh, mistake. But not, no, it's been the best decision of my life. Wow. And so now your babies, you have um, at Wild Rose, Wild Rose Ranch, you have um, how many? Five total, three horses, two ponies. Okay. And tell us about this magical plan, this dream, this vision that you have with now that you have the ranch and now that you have your, your Ezra by your side and <laughs> working in his part of the dream, he's contributing as well. Yes, yes. Um, you talked about the 99 hearts. Mm -hmm. um, 
in tandem with Wild Rose Ranch? How do those two work together? Sure. So Wild or ninety. Let's start with ninety nine hearts. So with ninety nine hearts, I work with kids, um, kids that have had trauma, abuse, neglect, mainly, um, mainly trauma. And example is there's an organization where this summer we had a couple of children that were they work with an organization that helps kids that have lost a parent from cancer or perhaps have a parent that's really, you know, sick. And um, so I do imagination therapy. It's it's a holistic type of force therapy where I do a lot of breathing and energy work and we do color visualization in the sessions to really get the kids connected to the horse, to nature, and um, connecting their heart to the horse's heart. And we go on an imaginary journey a lot of times to help them find more happiness. So when they're here, it's not like I'm sick, you know, I'm in therapy, something's wrong with me. It's we're going to this magical place and we're going on an imaginary journey with a horse. Yes. And I, I let them know the horse is your guide. And if we have something to work through to release, we usually visualize dragons. Okay, so mm. this is a dragon. You know, maybe it's my mom left me when I was little or I was born. And we say, okay, let's let's make a dragon. So we paint the dragon in our minds and, you know, they breathe with the horse. And we, we just release these things. At the end, um, we really focus on bringing in the new. Just, you know, I love myself. I'm beautiful. And they have homework. Um, and are they on the horse at this time? Are they are they ever riding the horse mm-hmm. as they're on this journey? Generally about eight sessions, an hour long per session. And so the first three to four are usually on the ground. And then once we get four or five, then they're usually ready. Some kids never want to ride, and that's okay. Sure. And some have been ready just, I want to ride the horse. Yeah. So <laughs> Fearless. And, yeah. yeah. That is amazing. Well, you know I love that because the Magic Carpet Life is so much about an immersion into – um, what's possible and what can be. We have this reality, which is really hard, and especially for a child to accept pain, yeah. for a child to see, because a child's world is so pure. It's like, yeah. oh, of course there's rainbows and angels and, and fairies and pegasus and all of this, and then trauma happens, mm-hmm. contrast happens. Yeah. And you really have, you're using these horses as a modality. I hear more and more of this, of horse therapy and horse Healing, why do you think that is? Why is it becoming more mainstream? I think a lot of it is that traditional Western medicine or psychology or, you know, a lot of those things, people do them, they try them, and there's just been an expansion of different methods of healing. And I think Mm. obviously the internet has helped share that and people and their success stories. And so I think here in Colorado, us being such an open-minded place that just I think that's got to be something to do with it. I'm yeah. not sure, but yeah, I have I've noticed that as well. And it I've really seen transformation in the kids that I work with and you'd asked um the difference between the two. And Wild Rose Ranch, we really want that to be our sanctuary, right? It's 35 acres and it's in the foothills, but we really want this to be a sanctuary for healing. And so the services offered there are workshops mm-hmm. for couples that are perhaps on the way, you know, do we divorce? Do we stay together? You know, mm-hmm. that, that, um, Crossroads. type of, yes. It's huge. Yeah. Yes. It's a passage to cross through. Mm-hmm. That's so you really, you, you have this magical being in your presence. I feel it, but also you're more intentional with it and creating, helping people cross through something, mm-hmm. whether it's the pain or whether it's the, the trauma or whether it's a decision or, 
And now you are creating the space and you have your magical horses to help people mm. do just that. Children and adults mm -hmm. alike. Yeah. Tell me about the tree of oh, life. Yes. <laughs> which is, it, as you were talking about the couples and you were talking about Wild Rose Ranch, it ca I kept seeing the hill with the tree. Ah, yes, yes. I love that tree. Yes, me too, actually. We didn't notice the tree until we'd lived there for a couple of few months. And so he said, it looks like the tree of life, don't you think? And I was like, it does. So we walked up. And what we found is that you can watch the moonrise and the sunset at the same time. And this is the only spot in the ranch where you can truly see both equally. Yes. So we just thought, Let's make something different. So we're making a stage around the tree. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. I whisper. I whisper when I love something. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, sorry. Keep going. The stage. <laughs> and, and the plan is to just ho host workshops there. So some with sound healing, using mm. music to just bring people to meditation and have them really focus on learning to love themselves, overcoming you know, different types of workshops, but really use that tree of life as kind of a, a center where as the summer months come that they can actually sit up there and camps probably do tent camps around yes. and a lot of different things that we'll begin offering this summer but um as of now we're just you know able to offer the workshops with couples and on horseback and mm -hmm. things like that so i love the couples focus i love that you have the 99 hearts with the kiddos but i love this magic that you're doing with um connection mm. and um working out issues <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in nature on that magical part. It's charged. I mean, I, I, um, if you're in the Denver area, um, I'll have all of your links and things where you can connect and even just spend a half day out there. Um, because there is something really, uh, gentle and beautiful about the earth there. And also, also you were there when you were a kid and you knew it. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. in that area. Mm -hmm. What if you drove by that very moment, not knowing when you were in the car that you were driving by <laughs> Wild Rose Ranch and you were having those thoughts? Yeah. Isn't that creepy? Not creepy. It's just bizarre. Yes. And it's something that, ah, yes, fuzzy scarf. Fuzzy's <laughs> by the mouth. <laughs> so it's, um, yeah. And I don't know why that area, because Colorado is so beautiful. And as a kid, you don't know how far you are from your house. Yeah. When your parents are driving you yeah. somewhere in the mountains, totally it's lost. just, oh, we're in the mountains. But Golden Gate, I always thought, I need to live here. I need to be here. Even as a young adult, mm. I would go uh, fishing on Sundays there as much as I could. I would even go by myself if no one would come with. Just, it's always drawn me in. So it's just yeah, awesome. You are uh, a woman of opposites. I love <laughs> that about you. You've got this divine goddess side, which is very apparent. Everybody who's um, watching this on YouTube can see your style. Um, and then you've got this fishing classic car, um, you know, up on the horse kind of um, style too. I don't want to say cowgirl. That is not the style I would describe it as. Um, but, um, but you're also, uh, what is the most elevated word for a musician that I could say? I want to say you're a, you know, a songstress, a troubadour. You're, you make music. You create beauty through song. Mm -hmm. And um, have you been recording lately? Yes, actually. Just uh, we have a now project. That you got the studio. I don't have a studio. I just well, have the, the basement. Yeah, <laughs> the little area for playing. But we've actually been recording in a studio uh, with a couple of friends that are musicians as well, and that's been freestyle. So we Ooh. don't 
plan. We just go in yes. and say, go. They're playing a certain chord, and my job is just to sing along and create whatever comes. And that's been, I, I told my mom when I was young, my mom was more of a technical musician, thought, thinking with music. And I remember telling her, I'm not going to grow up like that. I love it, but I want to create music to connect to people. Yeah. Not because I want them to look at it or hear my voice. I want them to feel themselves. Okay. You know, and that's mm-hmm. the only thing I ever want to do with music. That's a master speaking. That's an old soul. <laughs> That's beautiful. You knew that, and look what you created. Yeah. What is the most? Um, what's the most favorite piece that you've written and performed? What's your favorite? What are you most proud of? What I love the most is the song about the wild roses because it's just for me. That song has helped me. Huh. And it's helped me to kind of expand my thinking and focus on the positive and be willing to just go for those things that I know I can do. But then it's like, oh, but what if this happens? It's helped me to just say, no, it doesn't matter. Just go. Yeah. And whatever happens, you'll figure it out and you'll kind of paint the picture, you know. You have this natural sense of safety. How did you create that? I say natural, but it's... It's an authentic sense of safety is what I mean. So how did you nurture that in your life? Uh, well, I actually had a very challenging upbringing myself, which is why I have the passion to help kids and uh-huh. help people. Uh, and so I think it was surviving, surviving and realizing it doesn't matter what you go through. You yeah. can survive and not only survive, but you can thrive in that. And out of every sadness or every loss or every negative there's always something that it creates Mm. you know it creates and it's the same with nature it's the same with animals um with every loss is new life and so i think that it's helped me to to accept that there's nothing that can be worse probably than what i've already experienced and so now it's just time to paint and create a life and be intentional with that and the better it gets, the better it gets kind of thing. Yeah. Because now you know you can. There's something really empowering about being a grown woman mm-hmm. or grown man for that matter. In the sense that when you realize you really can, you are the game maker. Mm-hmm. And you, you're, not, you're not at the mercy of parents anymore or the mercy of love my parents, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. the decisions you're affected by. You know, if they're like, oh, well, we're going to move. It's like, nope, I'm going to stay. Yeah. Like you, you're at the mercy of others' decisions. Yeah. Um, and others' vibrations, mm-hmm. for that matter. But as an adult, you can actually choose. Yeah. Like, I don't really like my boss. <laughs> well, maybe I don't have to be with that. Yeah. Maybe I can create another situation or um, I don't really like this, you know, toxic relationship. It's like we yes. can choose higher. Yes. And that's what I mean. Maybe it's the higher, you, the better you feel, the higher, the better it gets. Yeah. The better you feel, the better it gets. Um, so I think I want to shift gears here because I was thinking about this conversation this morning and I love the flow of, you know, just discovering and, and following your lead on questions. But I also wrote some questions that I want to play a little game with. So, um, I have an edge on you because I know what they are because (laughs) I wrote them. So, um, You're going to draw one, I'm going to draw one. You're going to draw one, I'm going to draw one. Or not. We'll see how it goes. Um, But these are just conversation starters. Okay, you ready? Mm -hmm. And those of you listening and those of you um, watching, you can answer these questions too. 
They're very good for um, table time for like, you know, dinner parties and things. And for podcast interviews. <laughs> okay, you first. All right, just pick one. Pick that one. Sorry, my handwriting's so bad. <laughs> okay, so the world's population has been wiped out. It's you, Ryan Gosling, Johnny Depp, and Jennifer Lawrence. Who do you choose to be your roommate? <laughs> oh, I was hoping you'd get that one because I actually wrote that one just for you. <laughs> do you want me to answer? Yes, answer. Johnny Depp. I knew you were going to say Johnny Depp. I knew it. You are a Johnny Depp type. Okay, but tell me why. I feel like he and I could have conversations about things other than just acting. Uh-huh. So I would I'd ask him a lot of questions, advice. I'd say, hey, do you want to paint, make a song, something like that, act? Yes. <laughs> so. Well, I, I feel like Johnny Depp is one of those artists that just having a really hard time being in an on the planet right now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he has the, the gift and the ability to channel that through characters. Um, but privately, yeah. like how interesting to see. Okay. So he'd be your roomie. I'm going to answer that question too and say, um, I would probably live in like your six bedroom house and have them all. <laughs> I'd be like, today's nice. my Jennifer Lawrence day. Yeah. <laughs> Jay Law and I are going to go out on the horse or, you know, if there's still horses in the scenario of the world's population ending. Okay. Um, okay. I'll draw the next one. Best advice ever received mm. and by whom? Mm. Think about that. What is advice? But they all blend together, you know? Mm. Oh, I have two. You want to go first? Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> um, well, one is my dad. Love my dad so much. He is, um, I, you know, I'm so grateful for the sturdiness of the thing, of how he was the sturdy that he was for me. Um, and he used to always say to me, stay the course, mm. stay the course, stay the course. And I hated that because I, by nature, am always changing my mind. And I, I, um, and I honor that about myself, but then there are those times when I'll hear his voice, um, when I want to turn away or when I want to, um, you know, give up and I hear his words, stay the course. And to me, that means a lot of things, mostly the course for me might not be that path that I was um, bent set, you know, hell or high water going to finish. Cause I think that's crazy and silly um, and a waste of energy actually when we do that striving, but stay the course for me is like, what was the intention that I set mm-hmm. when I took the first, this first step? Mm-hmm. What was that intention? And that is my course. So my course has changed through the years, but that advice has been timeless. Um, And the second piece of advice was, um, this makes me so emotional. I am really, really grateful for this, for my, these, what's coming through my, uh, my dad and then my English teacher in high school. Um, I had these writing assignments and I was this very like outwardly, you know, drama queen, Mm -hmm. really, um, wanted to be in the, in the limelight, wanted to be the person speaking, you know, all the time. But inwardly, I would really work things out through my writing. And you know how it is in high school. Mm-hmm. You have these private worlds in your diary or – so writing was a real expression for me to be able to do that. And he was the only one that would read mm. 
any of my English teachers were the only ones that would read it. And he one time commented on a story and he said um, that I must never, oh God, I don't, oh, you must understand that you are not normal. Mm. And the problem, and he quoted somebody, which I might misquote, and I do not know who to credit the quote to, but the quote was something like, um, the problem with normal is that it only gets worse. Mm. And I remember reading that and it turned something on in me um, where it, one, it validated the fact that I could be different. I yeah. mean, I grew up in the Midwest. Who Nobody talked in this way, yeah. the way that I wrote. You know, you feel weird. Yeah. Um, and it, it was just a beautiful validation. And I knew in that moment, I was like, I'm going to be weird. I am not normal. You're right. I am not normal. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be bright. I'm going to be wild. I'm going to be me. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Freeze. So those are the ones coming through. But every day you get advice. But there's something profound about in this moment, those ones. So yeah. I'm taking that one in. Beautiful. Wow. Hmm. I, don't, I don't really remember. It's funny that you're saying this because I was kind of thinking through – just who I am as a person. You'd said, you know, I have the wild side and then the girly side. I love yes. the piano. I love fairies. I love, if yes. you look in my bathroom, it looks like a fairy head. Yes, it does. Had a crazy fight in my bathroom. But I think it wasn't really advice as much as I read a lot when I was growing up. And I read a lot to the point where I didn't really listen to outside influences that were people. I, uh -huh. I really just kind of created my own weird my own my own being and I remember I grew up without a TV so that's always kind of been one of the pieces that changed me wow. and especially yeah. in the 80s and 90s yeah that's when TV was like yeah. I mean the Simpsons the you know Seinfeld yep nothing wow. <laughs> so I just remember reading and reading and reading and reading about being able to and I don't really even remember which book it was but reading about the ability to create and I remember thinking that all of us are creators. And I remember thinking, all of us are creators. All of us are creators. I can be an artist if I want to. And if I want to be a musician and an artist, I can if I want to. I could learn this and this and this. And I think when that happened, I became who I was. And it wasn't in a box. It wasn't girly, girly or tomboy. It was like, some of it's tomboy, tom some of it's girly. Some of it's low. It's some yeah. of it's <laughs> yes, exactly. Like we're dressed every day. I just need an day. excuse to mm. touch a keyboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can. That's yeah. the range. Yeah. That's yes. I could speak forever about how much I marvel at you. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you really got it, girl. You know what's up in this life. Thank you. So. <laughs> So, you, oh, okay. So you didn't know the name of the book, but you know I want to ask you because you read so much. Mm -hmm. But you, did you, was it not the books themselves, the stories themselves, or was it just the fact that you were reading them or do you have a favorite? I used to read a lot of self-help book, help books for adults because they were just sitting around the house. As and a so kid? As a kid. I mean, think you don't have a TV, so it's like, hmm, should I paint today? Should I read this self-help book? <laughs> so, yeah, I remember I used to read my parents' books, and they would be laying around, and they had some very weird books. And so I would just read whatever it was. And But a lot of those things really, as a, as a kid, reading an adult self-help book – you're just kind of sucking in info. Wow. So you're not thinking about, oh, this is for adults that are working and, you know, dealing with adult life. So, yeah. 
So you, so this, that was your inspiration. You got it started before a lot of people do that in their thirties. Yeah. Yeah. No TV, I guess. No, I don't know. Seinfeld is about as good as a I know, podcast. right? Isn't that so sad? I, I did miss you gotta it on catch up now. You can catch it all on Netflix. You're good. How do you describe your style? Mm. Ooh, good question. So I would, number one, up and down. Um, but very much, it used to be very weird. I used to make my own clothes a lot. Um, the leather, like you said, I love leather, but I love roses. So... I'd say as leather and roses. That's that's perfect. Leather and roses? <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. If I could wear leather and roses even to work, I would wear leather and roses to work. So like a feminine Axl Rose. I'm, I'm thinking, <laughs> of course, I'm thinking guns and roses, but leather and roses. Mm, okay. <laughs> Dream outfit, bonus question. Dream outfit to meet Johnny Depp. Uh, I'd say black leather pants, black leather boots. And then some kind of giant rose, like a like textured rose, probably a few hair roses, real ones, uh-huh. and maybe some earrings and yeah, a lot of a lot of silver rings. <laughs> and you bring your horse. Probably, you yeah. Have to bring. <laughs> okay. You're coming with, yes. What is your stallion's name again? Eros. Eros, God. Eros. <laughs> How did you come to name him Eros? Uh, we're going for Greek gods for and goddesses for all the animals. Of so, course you are. Yeah. And he's the goddess or god of love and, yeah. you know, so Sex. he's very, yeah. yeah. And he's that kind of horse where it's just like, oh, calm down horse. So, it's yeah. Okay. He's your Johnny Depp horse. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Oh, um, I'm not going to answer that question. I like your, I, I, I'll just read the next one. Aha. Okay. I'm in it. This is a question for you, though. So you get okay. double. Okay. okay. Awesome. Because <laughs> I really want to know this one. Uh, you, my darling, are turning 100 tomorrow. How will you celebrate? Hmm. Probably a Pink Floyd. And the, as the music, <laughs> the music would be Pink Floyd. And then I'd probably do fairy party, like fairies, everything fairies, and just think – Soon I would be a fairy probably because uh-huh. I'm 100. So, <laughs> <laughs> so listen to Pink Floyd. By then your wings will have grown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that's now, cool. are you a summer fairy, winter fairy, spring fairy, fall fairy? Mm. Mix of summer and autumn, I'd say. Or uh, spring and autumn. I wouldn't consider summer or winter. Ooh, okay. So the in-between seasons. Yeah, I really yeah. like spring and, and the fall. Those are two of my favorite seasons. You're beginning. You're beginning in both seasons. You're ending and beginning. That's true. Ending winter, beginning summer. It's it's kind of the beginning of, of two polar opposites. So yeah, I love beginning. It is really an in-between place, isn't it? When yeah. you think about it like that. Whether you're in the northern hemisphere or the southern hemisphere, it's the turning. It's the in-between place. Yeah. That's, again, that bridge thing that shaman in you that is like the in-between places um so who um what are you serving at the party for your 100 years like what what's on the table (laughs) probably hot wings just because i'm like 100 and like i don't know how long i can enjoy this (laughs) super hot wings yeah that and maybe like tea but in Fairy teapot, like, you know, uh-huh. the fairy teapots and um, hot wings, probably mashed potatoes, gravy, and then cupcakes or, yeah, cupcakes. And what is your name when you're 100? What do you go by? 
Oh boy, <laughs> maybe just rose at that point. <laughs> I it's like short. that because <laughs> yeah. if you try to say Jack, it's like too much going yeah. on. It's like Jekyll and Rose, like Rose. Yeah. Hello, Rose. You're the Rose Fairy. Yeah. And all of the children all around you, all of the generations of. I tell my husband I'm gonna definitely outlive him, um, just because I, I think I'm gonna be a hundred. What did What did I say last? Hundred nine. I'm gonna live to be a hundred nine. I could see that. That's my yeah, age. I could see that. So by that time, yeah, every birthday is going to be, whew, I'm going to live it up. My birthdays will be huge parties. Because, what will yours be? 100. Um, hmm, hmm, the sea comes to mind. Um, I think by that time I will have my vineyard in Spain or France. Mm-hmm. I'm going to live in Europe towards the end, like the last decade of my life. Yeah. I will live in Europe on my vineyard and my flower farm and um, probably have just massive parties. Mm. The one that comes to mind is um, in the King King and I, the new version. I'm all for classic movies, but there were a few of them that I enjoy that are remade, like the Jodie Foster mm-hmm. King and I version. And that party scene when they are hosting the um, dignitaries um, in Thailand, the dignitaries from Britain come and around the, I don't know, Europe. And they host that elaborate party. Like I would, every birthday party will be like that. It's like (laughs) total, you know, just pomp and, you know, probably themed. By that time, I'll be a professional party thrower. So (laughs) it's life, you know, you've got to, especially when you're that old. Like my, my icon is definitely Iris Apfel because of her, um, ability to grow younger and younger as she gets older mm-hmm. like it's like she keeps finding her style <clears throat> and expressing it louder and louder as she gets I think she's 96 now mm-hmm. so dream podcast guest one day wow yeah if you live to be 109 I'm okay <laughs> I might if you only live to be 100 I might have less time Iris but one of these days I will get to talk to you and interview interview you if your agent is listening. <laughs> okay, so one, so how are we doing on time? Well, we're good. Okay. I had, to, I had to look and see. I don't think people mind listening. I like short podcasts and I like long podcasts. If you're riding in the car, if you're um, in the pickup, like waiting to get your kids from school or whatever, you're, you're enjoying this conversation. But I want you guys to answer these questions too. So make sure as we're asking them that you are um, – taking no and asking your partner tonight or your kids or whatever. So, okay, your, your turn, I think. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> hmm, what are you currently obsessed with? Ooh. Hmm. I love this question. I'm obsessed right now with helping people still. I It's been an obsession since moving onto that ranch. And mm. so just figuring out ways that get to people speak to them in a way where they're speaking to themselves kind of like the music like I said like you know you're you're going somewhere to heal or you're going to meditation or you're going to hike you're there for healing so that's not necessarily the time that you always want to hear somebody sometimes you want to hear yourself so just finding more channels to be able to help people speak to themselves finding silence to go inside Mm -hmm. yeah I'm obsessed with this. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Sometimes I can't sleep because I'm sitting there thinking, ah, what can I do? <laughs> I want a wild rose ranch or a 99 hearts journal. Ooh. I want you to make a journal God. with 
reflection questions and things like lessons learned on the horror from the horse or whatever, like I would love you to take me on a journey through even a journal. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Who knows? Yes. I would, I would totally Yeah. between your music and your, you know, I don't know. (laughs) Okay. So speaking of, you know, I'm going (laughs) to invite you. I have to have you sing for the listeners. And I don't know if it's going to be, I think it should be that song. The one that you said you're most proud of. Okay. Now, is that the one you sang for me? Hmm, I don't remember. I don't remember now. I know. So I was in your basement, which is this magical place, and and I was sitting on this stone. There's Mm -hmm. this natural stone thing that they built in the Mm -hmm. basement, the owner before you. And and you just took me on this journey with your song and with Mm -hmm. your, and I thought, oh my gosh. But I wanted to learn to play the piano. I wanted to like pick up an instrument and play with you as (laughs) you were singing. At the same time, just marvel at how you were into the so you wrote the song this was something tell me about the journey of this song well that was kind of what I was mentioning earlier I just felt kind of I just needed to bring myself to realization that it's all about what you think and what you this feel. was when you wrote this was a song that you wrote when you were having that bad day yes and you just were like this song this was being born in the contrast this was being birthed yes. in the contrast I was it was 2011 I had a horrible day I thought everything's horrible all my life dreams nothing's come true yeah and it was just like it's all about what you believe and what you focus on what you create and so I wrote this song to myself and then it so it's always spoke to me more than anything actually so yeah okay you can put that those self-help books really paid off. Yeah, I guess so. They helped your singer-songwriting. <laughs> so what I'm going to do right now, guys, is just invite you to stop driving, stop, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, and just enjoy a little of this musical journey from Jacqueline Rose of 99 Hearts and Wild Rose Ranch. I'm going to get out of the picture. to cry I remember I wanted to die to die I used to beg the ruler of the universe to let me go let go let go to fall into a deep sleep and oblivion or live without a soul let go with no reason to hope you start to lose your soul come on oblivion give me rest i said why don't you extend your hand to me and then a small voice said inside wake up open your eyes a small voice said inside, wake up, wake up, wake up and open your eyes, cause there's a field of wild roses. 
I planted for you. I grew a field of wild roses because I knew what you'd, what you'd go through. So get up and run through the field of roses. Oblivion, 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 oblivion ended up being something that blindsided me. Thought it could only be giving up and letting go to disappear, to die. Thought it could only be giving up and letting go to disappear, to die. And then I found, I found, I found, I found, I found, I found, I found this field of wild roses. It saved me from what I had been through. This field of wild roses helped me find you all of you get up and run through the field of roses get up and run through the field of roses get up and run through the field of roses i planted for you There's a field of wild roses I planted for you. I grew a field of wild roses because I knew what you'd, what you'd go through. So get up and run through the field of roses. I planted for you, you. Okay. Well, I haven't played this keyboard for a long time. Oh my <laughs> God, girl. How do you feel after singing that song? Good, it's been a long time. So I think actually I played it for you, but that's probably the last time, so. But after you sing and after you unleash that which you just did is it is it just like do you just want to do it all the time <laughs> yes it's an addiction but yes it, it makes me feel like me yes that's the place I feel like I'm me like putting paint on a canvas or yeah you know any other it's beautiful I am so grateful that you took time out of your crazy life, which Thank is, you. we didn't even talk about all of the new and exciting things that are unfolding. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think we're going to have to bring the camera to the ranch Yes. and maybe get some of your magic there and what you're doing so that we can um, have the listeners, the viewers of Magic Carpet Life uh, see 
Yeah. A horse did get to meet Eros and yes. um, your um, other guy. What's his name? Odin. Odin. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> well, we I know Odin from Thor. Yeah. That's yeah. Thor's <laughs> father. <laughs> um, I have two questions before we land the carpet, as I say. Mm-hmm. First one is, who planted the wild roses? Nobody. They're na- just natural wild roses, so they just live there. So it's just part of the landscape. But in the song, when you say, oh. I planted for you. Oh, I feel like I have this, fairy is the wrong word, but just kind of this guide, magical guide that I've always had my whole life that you said just that sense of calm that just kind of, you know, just been part of my life. So I feel like there's always been something that's like, hey, you should move to Golden. You should help kids. You should do this. Uh-huh. So that. So that. Existence. Yeah. That powerful force of being. Okay. Um, is there anything with that question that we pulled about the best advice you ever give? What is the advice that you would give to everybody listening um, to take with them um, in their in their hearts right now? Say just leave your box. We all found a box at some point in our life growing up in high school and elementary school with our parents, our upbringing. And we, we found this box and we thought, oh, I should be this. Um, I would say leave your box and accept that it's never too late to learn an instrument or to learn to paint or to take that trip that you've always wanted to take somewhere, you know, Europe or wherever it is and leave your box and just spend a minimum of six months deciding I'm going to get out of my box and see what happens. Why six months? Because I think that's the time it takes for things to gel. You know, in the beginning, people are like, oh, I tried that for four weeks and it was horrible. I sucked at piano, you know. Uh-huh, so yes. just to try to get out of your box for six months and then and then see how you feel. The advice would be. Wise words spoken mm-hmm. from a wise, wise woman. Very beautiful woman. Thanks for sharing your beauty today. This Thank was such you. a gift. And your music. I am going to put on here, everybody, links and all the ways that you connect if you're in town or if you want to come in town or will be in town. You can visit Wild Rose Ranch. Um, And uh, also, my puppy and Danny once. Danny's always (laughs) photobombing. He's always camera hogging. Um, And uh, yeah, and then also, what about your music? Anything that you're going to be recording? I want to hear a holiday album for you. Hmm. Could do that. Yeah, I don't know any holiday songs. Oh, that's right, because you didn't really... <laughs> no TVs, like, hmm. So, yeah. but yeah. So we could commission you, like, Let It Snow or What Is My Favorite. So I love your your voice, your, like, raspy, you know, rocker kind of uh, stallion voice um, would be amazing for, um, what is that, Santa Baby? Is that oh. the song I'm thinking of? No. I don't know. There's a holiday song out there, and I'm going to be like, we need to sing this. Okay. You can come to I my can holiday learn it. party. Yep. So yep. thank you so much for being here. Thank you guys so very much for listening, for watching, for tuning in. And you can keep coming back. If you're on YouTube, subscribe. If you're listening to iTunes, you can subscribe there too. Keep following along for more magic on style, beauty, purpose, all things magic carpet life. See you next time. Bye-bye. I'm Tiffany Josephs, and you've been listening to Magic Carpet Life, the podcast. For the visual version of this, head over to magiccarpetlife.com forward slash the show, and then follow me socially on Instagram and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, 
and review this podcast. Thanks for tuning in and join me next week for another magic carpet ride.